0: It's Wednesday, December fourteenth, and you're listening to another episode of the Chasing Points Podcast, episode eighty to be exact. Your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. I mean Brandon, uh, and I got a, uh, I got my buddy back here, uh, Harrison. He's back again. Uh, I'm not even gonna do what I would normally do. I'm <laughs> just we've had enough today in our own group chat, so. I'm not even going to bring that energy. <laughs> Harrison,
1: welcome back, my friend. How are you, brother? Uh, I'm happy to be back. I'm very excited to be on episode 80. I, I don't know why 80 sounds sounds monumental, though, but we're going to go with 80 being monumental. So happy to be on 80. Um, wow. Looking forward to making some picks, talking some ba- basketball, all the above.
0: Welcome to have you back. It is monumental. It's only 20 away from episode 100. Don't know what I'm going to do for that. Might streak while i'm potting i don't know something crazy might happen i i can't guarantee anything but we are back with some news and we're going to start right with the nfl because that is the most crazy thing that's going on right now and one that just happened uh when you hear this now two days uh, ago but kyler murray uh tore his acl on monday night football against the pats It was a non-contact injury, so we are all trained now to know what that means and what it looks like, and sure enough, they confirmed it today when we're recording uh, that he did, in fact, tear his ACL. Uh, The Cardinals really aren't going anywhere this year, weren't going anywhere if he still was there or not. Um, This just means Kyler has way more time to play Call of Duty, Uh, but with that being said, (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, I had to take a shot. I know this is one of your guys. Uh, but with that being said, the the person I'm looking at, even though Kyler is injured, and I'm hoping that Kyler, obviously, nobody wishes that upon anybody, any major injury like that. At least I don't. Uh, what do you think this means for Cliff Kingsbury? Because he's already kind of on the hot seat with Kyler being there, and their relationship is pretty much almost soured and has been shown publicly do you think that the Cardinals move on from him or do they keep him around because this now means whoever the coaches that they bring in will not have Kyler to start the season? How do you think this tr- turns out?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously major bummer for Kyler. Um, he's one of my favorite players to watch um, in college and and in the NFL um, this year, obviously not going the way any, any of them would have wanted. Um, so it, it's just a, it's a tough way to kind of, and end the year in some respects for that team Uh I don't see them bringing Cliff Kingsbury back I mean it's the NFL and you kind of fire coaches you know just on the regular um but you're not looking at you're looking at Kyler not coming back until man like maybe middle of the season end of season next year yeah ACLs you know it's a it's a year recovery um I've, I've done it myself I wouldn't wish it on anyone it's it's a really tough injury Yeah. Um, So, but I just don't see Cliff being the coach when he gets back. It's just kind of the way the NFL works and and just the way that it's going to be. So who knows who's at the helm next year, but you kind of got to start fresh. I mean, Kyle's got a fresh new contract and all that. So you hope he can recover to, to a full extent that he can. Um, and get back on the field as soon as he can. I mean, everyone's getting off their Call of Duty jokes on social media last night. <laughs> of course they were. Um, That's terrible. And he's got a ton of time to play it now. But, yeah, he does. Uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that he, he gets back healthy and and that he you know brings to the brings to the field what he what he brought in college and up to this point in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see when he comes back because to your point, uh, I mean, I know technology has advanced um, from when football football's inception to now. And, I mean, I know he has time to recover, but we we look and just saw what happened to Odell last year in the Super Bowl. He's still not on a team, still not playing. He's to the point that he's able to clear, but there's still, uh, you know, question marks about him. I'm just really curious to see what Kyler will look like when he comes back because will this slow him down? We know that he uses his legs, and that's a very vital part of his game. But on top of that, he has weapons there, which was Nuke a- and Hollywood Brown and we didn't get to see them at all if if once i think twice this game on monday was the second time we got to see them all together and it really we can't really see how explosive that will be um so essentially he's out for probably all of next season too uh most yeah. likely and if he does come back which i'm sure they'll probably put him in it just depends where the team is so this could be two terrible seasons in a row uh for the cards so I agree with you. Uh, I'm, I've i never really been a Cliff Kingsbury fan. I think Patrick Mahomes essentially got him his job um, and, and able to promote him to that point because it was really Patrick Mahomes elevating that air raid offense uh, that was created by or really improved upon by Mike Leach, who we'll get to uh, later on. But I, I think it's time for Cliff to go back to college because you know that's exactly where he's going to end up landing and uh, maybe he becomes you know, a more well-rounded coach at that point in time. But uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's won over his locker room. And I definitely know he hasn't won over his quarterback because that is evidently clear. Um, With that said, uh, let's move on to who do you think is the MVP front runner? Complete opposite of what we're talking now, but uh, there's, there's names like my boy, Jalen Hurts. There's Patrick Mahomes. there's Ah, uh, Josh Allen. There's Joe Burrow, so on and so forth. Who do you right now have as your front runner of the MVP voting?
1: Uh, for me, it starts and ends with Jalen Hurts. Um, obviously, they have the most impressive record. Um, in the NFL, um, schedule's been been pretty light, but that's kind of what we predicted in the beginning. Um, they I, I haven't had too many tough tests, but he's showing improving in against the play against the teams that he's playing against, and he's doing a remarkable job of it. I don't think really anyone's close. Next up for me would be probably Josh Allen. Um, And then Patrick Mahomes is somewhere in the mix. But um, I just I I like the winning number um, and the Eagles are just winning. Um, And Jalen Hurts is putting up numbers along with that. So I I don't see why he wouldn't be the NFL MVP come season end. Uh,
0: I know to those that have listened to the podcast from the inception of the podcast or maybe picked picked it up in the middle, knows where my allegiance stands. And that's with the Eagles, right? And I'm not being biased when I say this. I genuinely believe that Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league. And here's what I continue to see on, okay, pup. What I continue to see on many other platforms of them essentially moving the goalpost when it comes to Jalen Hurts winning the MVP, because it's always been the, the quarterback on the winning team that's the best team in the league is the MVP of the league. And now the Eagles are that have the best record. Uh, they he's has put up the best numbers, and they're still giving it to everybody else but him. They're damn near giving it to the water boy of some high school team over Jalen Hurts at this point in time, and they can never give it to him. And that's the only part that where my fandom comes out, and really, really just watching. I guess it it just really feels like a lot of people hate the Eagles, which I completely understand, but. I don't think that's fair. The improvement that he's made, he's got to be the most improved player of the year easily with that. And if he's not that and MVP, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. But for me, second would be uh, Patrick Mahomes because of what he's doing with the least amount. He doesn't really have a running game. Josh Allen really doesn't either. Uh, But Josh Allen has Stefan Diggs. He has Kelsey. Lost Tyreek Hill and still making these crazy passes. Right? So I think, I think we've talked about it on previous podcasts when you've been on, I know Sam and I have talked about it, but I think they have voters fatigue when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. It's essentially the same thing that comes to LeBron every year. It's same thing that comes to Steph Curry, like the same people that are always around because they're so great. It's just kind of like, uh, all right, whatever. Yeah, we know they're there, but can we get somebody else type thing? And that's kind of what it feels like. But I have, Jalen, because his numbers, he's doing it on the ground and he's doing it in the air, which they said he couldn't do. Um, so we both agree on that. Uh yep. now we, we talked about another person with the ACL, and I actually just mentioned this other gentleman uh that right I'm gonna talk about briefly in here too. The Cowboys signed not OBJ, uh they signed <laughs> T Y Hilton. Uh, And the reason why I say that if you haven't been paying attention is they've literally been lobbying for him for damn near feels like the past three months and to get OBJ to the point that the players even took him out to the game, uh, went to the Mavs game, gave him this whole treatment and whatnot, only for Jerry and the Cowboys to get T.Y. Hilton for the end of the year, uh, leaving OBJ still without a team. So one how do you feel about TY signing to the Cowboys? And two, does anybody pick up OBJ this season?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like TY Hilton. Um he's he's a, you know, a speedy, a good a good receiver. Um he'll definitely help the Cowboys. Um obviously, um the Cowboys saw something with OBJ that they that they didn't like. I mean, he's OBJ's a he was a great receiver when he was playing and obviously um hopefully he still is, but that's still yet to be seen. Will someone pick him up? Uh, tough to say. Tough to say. I mean, this definitely hurts. I mean, obviously, the Cowboys courting him so hard and then picking someone else uh, is not a good look for him. But, you know, other teams have to do their due diligence and and see where OBJ lines up. Um, and maybe he does get picked up. But, I mean, obviously, the Cowboys are moving on. And um, they I think they made a, a good pick with T.Y. Hilton. Um, and, you know, they should be a contender come playoff time, just like they've proven so far to this point. They're a solid team. I, I First of all,
0: I, when I saw the signing of T.Y. Hilton, I was just like, oh, I thought he was like done. I thought he might have retired. I didn't know or maybe picked up on some other team and it's just been non-existent. I did not did not know that T.Y. was available or anything like that. I also know T.Y. is not the receiver that he once was, uh, but I do very, very much so love his celebration when he scores touchdowns. T.Y. T.Y. Anyway, but. I, I, though, what I started hearing just reading up and following this OBJ thing very, very closely is the reason why they stepped away from OBJ is because my understanding is he wouldn't be fully ready until January to go. So they had to get him up to speed, which they need somebody, another receiver, which I really truly have said it on multiple podcasts thus far. I don't think the Cowboys need any other receivers. They have CeeDee Lamb, they have Gallup. Uh who else do they have? Uh they have the running backs, which is Pollard has been balling. Uh, you have Zeke back there. Uh what's the tight end's name? Uh not Dalton Schultz. Um, I know he's one, but there's another uh, Ferguson who's who's emerging as a great tight end. So they have pieces there. I don't think a TY really improves your team, right? Um, I know the the optics of getting OBJ is to your point. If they get him and they get the MVP caliber guy that was about to win the MVP for the Super Bowl, that's different. But he hasn't touched the field at all this year, right? Yeah. So it's it's a real big guessing game. And I guess with Ty not having a major injury incoming, I guess that seemed to be the safer pick. Um, yeah. And and I'm not mad at that for them. You get a, another body in there that could potentially be explosive. But if if OBJ is even <laughs> a third of what he wants was I'm putting him out there. Cause that gives the defense something else to think about. Like this guy runs phenomenal routes and he's quick. But again, this is his second ACL tear and same exact knee. So we don't know what OBJ we're getting, but I hope he gets signed. Um, I really, really truly do. And there has been a faint rumor that uh, my boys were looking at him too, which that would be very, very interesting to keep adding on people. But I I I think he signs to somebody, but I don't yeah. know who. I don't know who.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I don't think any team that OBJ is going to come back to. He'll be kind of a locker room problem. He he has too much to risk to to be that. Um, but there is a psychological side of it. Like you bring back, you bring on OBJ, and he's not ready till January. And then does Dak feel the pressure to kind of get him the ball? Mm-hmm. We, we don't really need to. Like their offense is fine without him. Yeah. Um, Ty is the safer pick, 100. percent So uh, yeah, I I see why they didn't. Um, I, I would think a more desperate team would try to pick up OBJ, but why would OBJ so. want to go there either? So I I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if we see him at all this year, Um, but, you know, still, still time. If I'm him, I just
0: sit out this season. Allow myself to fully recover at this point in time. I know you want to go out and, and get another ring. You just got a ring last year, right? I know you're trying to get a, a quick ring or whatever the case may be, but just sit it out because it's not worth your health and – the league is honestly better when you're playing because you have crazy highlights and you're well-respected amongst wide receivers in the league. All the young players essentially look up to you to a certain extent. So uh, I would like to see him come back and be, you know, his old self or somewhere close to it, if possible. Um, Another wide receiver that went down. This is like so many injuries that are happening right now. Mariota's down. Uh, you you had uh Jimmy G, porn star Jimmy go down. You had a bunch of stuff happen, and Debo fell right into this, and this was huge because of where the Niners are, but their roster is built so well that they can continue to win, even with him being down, losing Trey Lance, losing Jimmy G. They still can win and still move forward. Uh, Brock Purdy is doing his thing. I do still think that Brock Purdy will be exposed at some point in time, but if he if – that that offense has proven that you can just put a guy in there and if they can just manage the game, their defense can get you so much. But uh, the guy I'm talking about is Debo Samuel. Uh, he It was a nasty tackle. Uh, it wasn't illegal. He just got rolled up on and got bent backwards, and it looked horrible. Um, it was – uh, it, we thought it was – at least I thought it was an ACL when I first saw it, but it's not – it's an MCL sprain, also a high ankle sprain as well. Um, and now the reports are he's expected to be back before the end of the regular season, which is huge for the Niners. That means they have him going into the playoffs. Uh, how healthy he'll be, how explosive he'll be, we don't know. But uh, I definitely wanted to put this out there and, and let people know that he is and still has a chance of coming back. Just don't know what he's going to be like Uh do you think he pushes it and comes back and, and goes from there? I mean, my answer is yes,
1: but. Yeah, no, he'll he'll push it. I mean, he's a gamer. He's a great, not even a receiver, just a great offensive tool. Agreed. Um, so it's, you know, super lucky that he's not out for longer, that it was pretty nasty, and you, you immediately fear the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's good to know he'll be potentially back on the field by playoff time. Like anytime you get to watch him in any explosive atmosphere, it's going to be really cool, so. Um, but yeah, like we said about the Niners, they, they were built despite the quarterback. Like Trey Lance could have came in and, and done well and we were hoping for that. Um, and then he saw Jimmy G kind of pick up the slack and just kind of do nothing and they're still winning. And um, you know, now it's Purdy's turn. So it's really just kind of don't screw it up too bad, and the rest <laughs> of the team will carry you along the way. Um, so you know, they're 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 a playoff, definitely a playoff caliber team, and they're gonna be have some, you know, they're gonna make some noise. Yes, I,
0: I, I I'm really, really curious to see what they, they're going to do. Uh, D'Amico Ryan needs to get a head coaching job next year. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but now we're going to move into some picks. So when I go through these picks. I'm going to give if we all agree on them, we're going to go right to the next one. If there's <laughs> even one off, we're going to talk about it. So first one is a prime example. Niners at Seahawks. This is Thursday night football. We all have the Niners. <laughs> probably for the reason that we just spoke about so we can move right on. Uh, now there's three Saturdays games, three Saturday games coming up. Uh, the first is the Colts at Vikings. Uh, we all have the Vikings. The next is the Ravens at Browns. We all have Browns. And then Dolphins at Bills. We all have Bills. Um, Next game, Eagles at Bears. We all have Eagles. Uh, Lions at Jets. I am the only one that chose the Lions. Harrison chose the Jets.
1: Sam chose the Jets. Harrison, why do you have the Jets? Um, I just think they're going to come out hungry. Um, They need a win bad. Like, they're still in the race. Um, They're they're still a very good football team. Like, I I just see them coming out um, and and, and proving that they need to get a win and need to win, and they're home. Um, So that, for me, that's why I'm picking the Jets. So that line of logic is exactly what I
0: was thinking. But I also have watched the Lions and see that the Lions have kind of finally figured out who they are and figured out how to play and win games. Uh, They almost (laughs) let the Vikings come back uh, this week and get a win, but uh, they ended up beating them. The game was pretty much theirs throughout, uh, but I think the Lions found out who they are, and I think that's why I chose them. But I truly can see this game going Anywhere, and I think uh, any to any team, and I think it goes down to the wire, honestly. Um, Steelers at uh Panthers, uh, we all have Steelers, uh, Chiefs at Texans. That was a very easy one, but the Texans seem to be playing all the tough, really good teams hard, but we all have the Chiefs. Uh, here's where we differentiate again. <laughs> uh, both Sam and both Sam and Harrison have the Saints. And I have the Falcons, and I'll start this time. I have the Falcons uh, because I have Ritter uh, going, and I like him. I know they don't have uh, Kyle Pitts. Not like they were getting him the ball anyway, uh, but I just don't trust the Saints, and I have made it very, very clear. I will be choosing every team to go against the Saints moving forward (laughs) because it just improves my team's pick, so there's that. Why do you have uh, the Saints, Harrison?
1: I truly have no idea., <laughs> <laughs> uh, their're home. That's okay. really the only reason. I like picking I like home teams um, when I don't really have an idea of who's gonna win and I think mm-hmm. they're really bad. I'm just gonna pick the home team usually.
0: I just feel like you chose that because you have ties down there now, so that's <laughs> what I Orleans saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, you know, um, we'll uh, go with that. You know,
1: I really like New Orleans; it was a great city to live in. Um, so I'm going to root for the Saints, but fair. like not by a lot. <laughs> that is definitely fair. Uh, I, wouldn't Boys, bet, I wouldn't put any type of money on on that at uh, all. First off, <laughs> if
0: you're putting money on that game, you're delirious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That just is just a loser's bowl right there. Uh, Cowboys at Jags, uh, both Sam and I have Cowboys and Harrison has the Jags. And I am curious
1: to hear why you have the Jags. Um, it's that time of year for the Cowboys. <laughs> um, so not only that, but I do like what the Jags are kind of turning into. They're, they're definitely on the upswing. Trevor Lawrence has kind of found a little bit of a groove. Um, they have some solid receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, They're, they're riding hot right now and they definitely have a very um, easy schedule going out aside from this game yeah Um, I see a little bit of a letdown from the Cowboys just a feeling just a feeling that we might be in for like oh wait wait no the Cowboys are doing the Cowboys thing again so mm-hmm. um, if, if the Cowboys are playing some other team like that was not kind of you know on the upswing and, and not doing well I, I definitely pick the Cowboys but I like what the Jags are doing I don't think they're a better team than the Cowboys they're definitely not but um, I definitely see this as a letdown game for the Cowboys and something that will like maybe shock them a little bit
0: so I agree with that logic. But see, the the inner fan in me uh went to do some reverse psychology here. So I chose the cowboys because if I choose them, then they'll lose against the Jags. That's that was my logic because I also agree. I, I agree that the Jags uh they play up sometimes and, and they have a lot of really good pieces. Um uh, I do need ETN to to step it back up because he's been a little lackluster as of recent, but uh, I do like the pieces that they have um, starting from head coach uh, two quarterback running back and some defensive players that they still have remaining. Um, so I do enjoy that, but the Cowboys, I think they 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 want to shut people up after almost losing to the Texans. So I think they want to come out and put some numbers up. So I think they win by a touchdown, but let's hope my reverse psychology works. Um, cards and Broncos. Harrison has cards. Sam and I both have Broncos. This is another loser's bull. Um, so it doesn't really matter who you pick on this one. I just picked the Broncos solely because they have Russ. If Russ can clear a concussion protocol, um, because I know he definitely, I don't know if he, went out completely from that game. I think he did, uh, but it didn't look good, and they actually started playing really well. Jerry Judy had three touchdown uh, catches from Russ, so uh, that's the only thing I'm getting there, and and also Kyler just went down, and Colt, M- Colt McCoy is their quarterback, so why do you have the cards?
1: <laughs> uh, so as you can see, I'm going away from my home, uh, home team pick when both yeah. teams are terrible, mm-hmm. uh, because I think the Broncos are ultra-terrible. Like like super 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 bad. Um, just all across the board. Like not not just for yeah. us, like offensive line, defense, uh, just just not good. They're just not good. Um and the cards aren't great either. No. no. I think they're just a <laughs> little bit more explosive offensively. Um, and and I think they'll get enough points to win because I don't think the Broncos can put any points on the board, regardless. So I, that's kind of my logic there
0: i think the only loser here in this in this game is harrison and i mean that <laughs> respectfully because his two of his favorite quarterbacks are not playing so he can't see that matchup that i'm no, sure russ, he was have forward to russ,
1: russ might i mean russ might yeah he might we'll see what happens i don't want that. to watch it though I've, it's hard i can't watch him now it's really hard to watch yeah it's yeah. bad there's nothing good <laughs> about it that. We'll see. Well, I mean, he's got a whole offseason to see what happens because he ain't
0: going nowhere. They paid him a whole lot. So, Maybe have fun with that. Uh, it's Pat's, he,
1: well, yeah, they, I mean, that's true. He could get moved. Um, he just Pat's a the of Offensive line or running game or something.
0: Well, I mean, they can they can change that, but they also, I think, one of the biggest pieces is actually get a real head coach and that, putting Nathaniel that part, Hackett. That would
1: be nice. I mean, was, I get it. He needs a running back and he needs a line. Like, yeah, uh, he's not. He He's not, he's not the upper echelon like that. That's what people were saying. He's a system quarterback. And those people have seemed to be proven right.
0: <laughs> Pete Carroll. Uh, <laughs> so Pats at Raiders. Harrison has Raiders. Sam and I have the Pats. I think Sam has the Pats because he's just traumatized as a Jets fan, So he's always going to choose the Pats. Uh, oh. But I'm choosing the Pats because uh surprisingly they could potentially be in the playoffs as they're seven and six which is absolutely wild to say because their team doesn't suck because defensively they're the number one team in takeovers uh takeaways excuse me so i that stat still blows my mind but uh Yeah, I I think the Pats can pull it out, and the Raiders just really suck with what they have, which are some great pieces. Um, Also, don't see Josh McDaniel staying there for too long, but that's just me. Why do you have the Raiders?
1: Um, I actually think these teams are a little more even um, than you may think. Um, Just kind of offensively, defensively. um, I think the Pats have the edge defensively. Raiders have uh, the edge offensively. Um, Home. Raiders home again. Uh, Raiders definitely need a win, um, and I think they'll just have a, a little bit better offense, and I think they'll just eke out a, little, a few more points, um, but I, I think this will be a close one. I think it'll be a pretty good game. I think so, too, which um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that, but... And I can't pick the Pats. No chance.
0: <laughs> I Well, it's hard for me to pick the Pats, but, I mean, you're, you're a Jets fan, so, I mean, that makes sense. For me, I don't really have... I only have one major gripe is during Spygate when they beat my boys. And actually at that year time, it was your boys too, Uh the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's a whole other topic. Uh, Titans at Chargers. We all have the Chargers. Go Chargers. Go uh, Bengals at Bucks. And we all have the Bengals. Um, Sunday night football. Giants at Commanders. Another messy game, but it should be probably a spicy game because it's a division rivalry so they're normally spicy. good but yeah a little, little spicy um commanders we all have and then another game that is just absolutely terrible that i will not be watching at all <laughs> is the rams at packs and we all have the packers winning so there's some terrible terrible games <laughs> that are happening i'm hoping to see a lot more flexes coming up soon uh because these are some awful games so We'll see what happens. Uh, but that is our picks of the week. Now I'm going to give you my top pick uh, through week week 15. Uh, so I'm going to start with 10, which, as I just said a second ago, I'm absolutely surprised uh, that this team is doing what they're doing now and that they even made my list. But at 10, it's the Pats that are at 7 and 6. Uh, they, again, defense helps win games. Defense can fuel you to a Super Bowl. I uh, don't know if their offense can do that because you got to score points, but if their defense is doing it for them, they'll be fine. We do remember what the Ravens did with Trent Dilford as their quarterback. They won a Super Bowl. Uh, so seven to six, we'll see where they go from there. The Vikings have been the the mystery team of the year. Uh, they have started off hot, got blown out by the Eagles, went and beat the Bills, crazy game for them, then get blown out by th- the Cowboys. And then just lose to the Lions this week. Uh they are 10 and 3. I don't really know what to give them, which is why I have them so low. And that's why they're at number nine. Uh at number eight, uh, it is the Dolphins who are eight and four. Uh Tua obviously had those huge that huge concussion games, too, essentially. Uh, but prior to that was dealing when he came back after that was dealing, but has lost two straight games in the state of California uh and has looked not as accurate as he once did and he started off the season being in the mvp conversation and has drastically fallen out of there not quite sure what's happened with the dolphins i I seem to believe that it's due to footage uh there's a lot of team that can see a lot of stuff now that they kind of have your blueprint and they haven't really made the adjustment or changes yet uh they do play close games but these last two games haven't looked too great for them um at seven surprisingly i have them this high but I definitely believe this is going to change very, very soon because of not having their starting quarterback and not having their backup quarterback, and that is the Ravens who are 9-4 and four, uh, with Lamar down and we with us not knowing when he's going to come back and then losing Huntley uh, to concussion on Sunday. Uh, I'm not quite sure what is going to happen. I think the defense can somewhat keep them afloat, uh, but I don't really know where they go from here. Uh, they just could hope that uh, Lamar comes back soon, We'll see if that actually happens. Another team that's in the same predicament. <laughs> uh, that is uh, but actually has one with their backup quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, who is currently Mr. Relevant, uh, is on the Niners and that's Brock Purdy, nine and four, same record. Uh, a lot of teams have seem to have those records that are right around there. Um, I'm very, very curious to see what the Niners do. As we mentioned at the top of the show, they have a roster built out. They built that so beautifully that they don't necessarily need. It's a plug-and-play offense. You can put in almost any quarterback and go from there. That's why I think, uh, and I said to Sam last week, when the Rams got Baker Mayfield, who, as you guys know historically, I can't stand, I thought that was a big move by the Rams because it didn't allow the Niners to get them, and that's their rival. And that could have helped the Niners with somebody like that. But I think they're still... In a great position with Purdy, at least the way that he's been playing recently. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, five, they've they they're the damn cardiac kids, and they have come back out of nowhere. And essentially, you know, this is how good they are. You know that Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball to Jamar Chase, and you still can't stop it. It's they're nine and four, and they are damn near unstoppable right now. I think they're on a five-game win streak. Uh, they look Just as good, if not better, uh, than last year. And they made it to the Super Bowl last year. So that's saying a lot. Right now, they arguably are the best team in the AFC uh, with what they have built there. And we don't hear too much about their offensive line being that bad this year. So that's saying something. Now, going back to an offensive line or lack thereof or whatever you want to consider it to be. Chiefs at number four. Uh, The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. That's really all I need to say, <laughs> if we're being honest. They have them, and they have Andy Reid as their coach. Uh, so that's a recipe for winning, um, and I I will never doubt Mahomes like I will never doubt Brady because uh, Mahomes makes those plays that you still don't believe. He did one on Sunday where he literally chucked the ball underhand over the defenders, and it was a touchdown. He makes He plays backyard ball, street ball. On an actual NFL field. And I think that helps his team and he can spread it out to anybody. So, Chiefs at four. At three, they moved down one spot this week. And that's because they were losing the game, a majority of the game, and won in the last 40 seconds to go. It's the Cowboys. Uh, Yes, I know some people are going to say, well, your Eagles didn't do so great against the Cowboys, against the Texans either. You're right just like the Cowboys didn't do so great against the Colts. The Eagles did the same thing. So both of those teams they stumbled on, but this is later in the season with Dakota and they have the number one scoring offense and they could not put up numbers, which was huge. Uh, I'd still think they're a top three team, uh, which is still wild to say, Uh, but they have a, a great offense and their defense win. They are able to get sacks, they are damn near unstoppable. So, we'll see what happens there. Uh, bills at two, bills have also been wishy washy. That's due to Josh Allen, but also sometimes that defense sometimes can't stop a nosebleed. Uh, but the bills, the bills are the bills, and they really, really have a good team. Uh, I, I do see them still hanging around at two, um, and they will probably fluctuate again at some point, knowing them. Uh, but at one, the team that really has not really wavered the whole season uh, is is my Eagles. Uh, they literally stomped a mud hole in the Giants, and I was thoroughly happy. They ridded myself of that anxiety very early. Um, but I, they continue to beat teams with their point differential. I think it's plus 135, which is the highest in the league right now. Uh, they continue to show that they can win in many different facets. Uh, then their next real big challenge is in two weeks. And I think that's going to be the game of the year. It's facing the Cowboys in Arlington uh, with Dak there. So it ends all discussion of, well, you won, win our backup. Now Dak's there. If they can win that game, that's a huge game for Jalen Hurts to put on his uh, his plaque or his wall to to show people who he really is. So that would be, for me, a true test going forward. But that is my top 10 for the week.
1: Harrison your thoughts. I have no qualms. I think that's pretty accurate. I think it's kind of slating out just kind of the way you lined it up to be honest. I I really see nothing that I would change. Maybe Chargers over Pats at 10, but like mm-hmm. that's like a coin flip. Um yeah. But yeah. I, I'm in, I'm in full agreement. Uh kind of with everywhere everyone is on your list. Um which is a little shocking, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. some
0: some thought goes into this sometimes. Um, I also agree with you on the last one. I did flip flop several times in my head about putting the Chargers where the Pats were. Uh, the only reason I put the Pats there is coaching, because of Bill Belichick and his history mm-hmm. of coaching. Um, and two is their defense because the Chargers don't have Bosa back yet. He is coming back, uh, and I think that's going to be a huge uplift for them. But as I said the Pats are leading uh, the league with turnovers for defense. And that's huge that can save and put the team and give them great field position. Even with a lackluster offense, um, it allows them to, you know, move the ball a little bit easier. It's, it's different when when you're playing from the the teams or your 40 compared to being on like (laughs) the 20 yard line, right? It's a big difference when you have better field advantage. So, yeah, uh, that's that is a toss up for me too. So I agree with you on that one as well too. Yeah, um, I'm super
1: excited to see the way um, the uh, Ravens and and Bengals play out. I mean the the schedules are fun um, coming up, and yeah, that that should be good. I mean the Bengals have the Bucks, the Pats, the Bills, and then it's Ravens Bengals on the last days or last week. So um, that's, that's wild. <laughs> that's going to kind of play out. The way everyone hopes it will
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then the Ravens have uh the Browns the Falcons the Steelers and then the Bengals so well, let's see if the Ravens can stay afloat I mean obviously they're going to need a quarterback Maybe they're going R- need it R- RG3 could step in you know <laughs> just and un- take the suit off and just hop right in <laughs> I would um, love the RG you got of the chance. like you're playing the Browns you're playing the Falcons you're playing the Steelers so you know, if you're a good team, you should probably win those games. If you just need, you know, Lamar Jackson, then, you know, we'll see. But I think they're a good team. So it may come down to this last week to see who's winning that that division. So it'd be fun. One time I only – this is
0: one of the only times I give the NFL props. I really, really enjoy that they're putting division yeah. games at the end of the season. Like and it's – you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's – I really, really enjoy that because it's like – they're fighting against these teams and why not put them against each other? It, it adds to TV. Um, ironically, Harrison is here on the pod today because Sam lost his voice. And ironically, it is after one of his guys wins the Heisman trophy. Uh, and that is Caleb Williams, who I said last week, I believe would win. Uh, I said, if it's not, Stetson Bennett, because I know how the committees do sometimes. Uh, I I still clearly thought Caleb was the best quarterback, and he proved that. Um, Caleb winning this uh, becomes the eighth UFC player to have won, which makes the UFC uh, the team with the most Heisman winners. Um, I would slight Harrison right now and ask him what those Heisman winners have done, but I am not going to take the time to do that to you, but, you know, <laughs> It's okay. Listen, Harrison's making his hand signals. You don't see it right now.
1: Well, he Bush back a and solid every career. year.
0: Solid career. Yeah, until he ran into Sheldon Brown, and then that career went where? Everyone gets hit. It's <laughs> not like that. <laughs> not like that. Uh, it's true. Uh, so Caleb Williams, uh, he had 544 first-place votes. Uh, Max Duggan, a quarterback at TCU. I had 188. He was the second closest. Then CJ Stroud, 37 first place. And then Stetson Bennett, 36. So Caleb won by a landslide, needless to say. <laughs> uh, and he should have because he's absolutely balling. Uh, so shout outs to Caleb. I'll give you the floor so you can speak on your UFC guy if you like to.
1: USC, USC. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he he was incredible this year. He's definitely a different type of quarterback um, than, than we've seen at USC. Um, but Lincoln Riley's a different kind of coach. He's definitely can't, he airs it out a bit more. Um, they're spreading it out. Um, they've been fun to watch. Um, ex- other than losing a bunch of games to Utah. So that's that's never fun. Um, you know, they, they win one of those games and they're in the college football playoff. And then you can really see kind of Caleb Williams go off. Um, Alabama's not in it this year, so obviously the door is wide open for anyone. Uh-huh. So um, no, he had a fantastic year, um, runaway winner as he should have been. Um, I I've liked, I liked him at Oklahoma when he took over for Spencer Radler, who was, who was aunt. um, and then getting back together with Lincoln Riley has obviously proven, um, to be really good for him. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited to see kind of how his career shakes out. He, he's a, he's a, he's a great quarterback. He is. he is. Uh, he, well, I'll say this
0: what lincoln riley has done has improved on something that he's learned from his one of his mentors and that's the air raid office that i alluded to so cliff kingsbury was under this tree and so was lincoln riley and that is mike leach who passed away today uh, when we are recording this podcast at 61, I remember seeing the report come across the screen uh, this weekend of him being hospitalized due to personal uh, issues, uh, which I had no idea what that meant. And then to hear today, uh, this morning, when when we were recording on Tuesday, uh, that he had passed of a seemed to be a heart attack. Uh, this man had some of the greatest quotes that a coach has ever, ever, ever had. Uh, And I will read one to you that I found absolutely to be hilarious. Uh, It's a little like breakfast. You eat eggs, you eat ham and eggs. As coaches and players, we're like the ham. You see the chickens involved, but the pigs committed. We're like the pig. They're like the chicken. They're involved, but everything we have rides on this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that pretty much sums up this man and everything that he has said and numerous things that he's had a quote this year. That was even more funny than that. Uh, but take the time to definitely go and check that out uh, and, and see that. But he, I, this days like this, it shows how well-respected people are that you don't really realize. Right. And, and also in situation like this, it, it definitely makes me take a step back and, and humble myself in the fact of, you know, making sure that your health is always right, uh, because this is a situation that, yes, a heart attack could happen essentially to anybody, no matter what your health is, but definitely get yourself checked out. Definitely make sure you're doing your, your yearly, monthly, or whatever visits that you have to do to make sure your health is up to par, because sometimes some things can be preventable. Uh, not sure if this could be, but I want to send love to his family uh, and, and his loved ones at this time for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I just had it. It's it's sad. I, I don't get kind of shaken a lot by deaths of people that I, I don't know, um, but this one definitely touched me a little bit. Like I I just really um, respected the his attitude about life. Yeah. Um, and kind of you know never taking things a little too seriously. Um, so that, and that's kind of something that I that I live by. So, um, to see him, you know, kind of carry himself the way he did. Um, his quotes are hysterically funny Um, (laughs) and just, and just anything like written about him is just how curious he is as an individual. You know, you know, a lot of people say, you know, or, or know-it-alls and all that, but he truly, uh, kind of knew nothing and kind of acted like it and kind of was always ultra curious. So, um, you know, I, I respected the way he lived, you know, lived his public life. Um, and, you know, very sad. Yeah, you know, one thing that I found out today about him, which
0: I did not know, and I don't think I would have ever known, um, it was that he actually graduated with a law degree. So he technically was a lawyer. Um, So I don't know if he passed his bar or not. I think he might have, but just to know that and and know that he never played football in college, he played rugby, um, and just had the the mastermind of being able to elevate. Uh, and evolve the air raid offense that has now transcended the sport. Uh, it it says a lot about him. And I think that's where another thing that allows people, uh, to look at him and be so well respected for sure. Cause he also was in Texas Tech when Michael Crabtree was there. So that was that, that offense was going crazy. So I, I mean, yeah, big, big shout out to you. Big love to you. Uh, rest in paradise for sure. Um, since the last podcast, we were on air and, uh, Sam and I almost lost our mind when we heard a report <laughs> that Aaron Judge signed with the Padres, uh, which we also found on air that that was not true. Um, and that arson that was...
1: judge, arson judge signed with the Padres. What happened? Arson judge. That was the yes. Tweet.
0: Arson judge. Yes. Arson judge. Not yeah. Aaron. They got yeah, arson. Yeah, arson yeah. judge. This this is true. It's true. <laughs> it's so wild. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's we almost had a heart attack on, on air. It it was real. And then I think it was the next day or two days after that, Aaron Judge signed with the Yankees for nine years, $360 million, which he got paid. He bet on himself. The Yankees probably could have saved $60 million if they gave him $300 million at the beginning and kept the numbers there. 60, 60 million could have went somewhere else. But I mean, I guess when it comes to Yankees,
1: it's semantics, well, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely not my money, but uh, that will be when they charge $27 for that chicken tendy basket. Well, listen, I'm gonna tell you this right now. They
0: get, uh, what's his name? Rondon and they get, uh, Ben attendee. They can charge me whatever they want for those chicken tendies. I'll be there for it. I'll um, 50, but 50 bucks. <laughs> the, that's fine. I'm there. So <laughs> I spend, a it'll be a $200 adventure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: control. but it
0: is out of control, but the Padres offered him 400 million and he left that on the table. Now I thought about this after he signed with the Yankees, which is great. Cause I, I love the fact that he came back. They kept a guy that they raised in their farm system and wow. has, has exactly finally, and has elevated to this stature, right? Love it. But now the next step for the Yankees to see what they do next and who they get, but I thought about the Padres part. If Aaron judge would have went and played with the Padres, it would have been Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Tatis Jr. And him. Where do you pitch around them? (laughs) Just where it's murder's row there at that point in time, even though that stadium is one of the harder stadiums to hit a home run out of. That still is a crazy offense. I'm happy to see that didn't happen. Uh, but I still think about it because it is very, very possible that it could have happened. Um, before I move on to who the Padres actually did get your thoughts on judges resigning with the Yankees.
1: Well, I'm obviously super happy. I mean, it's nice to be able to keep, you know, one of your homegrown talents, um, something the Yankees haven't been able to do or, uh, even develop for a long time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so um you know it's great that he's that he's a Yankee for life um you know he's he obviously gave us a year that we'll remember forever like that just mm-hmm. hitting home runs like that at that rate is just unseen now wild um and you know will he do that again next year no no he won't if he does great but I'm not expecting that um and I'm I. I any fan. so um you know i think he'll he'll be continue to be a great yankee um and and the yankees winning a championship will not it's not going to rest on him like he's going to do his thing um he'll have his slumps he may have some playoff games where he's off but that us us winning a championship is not is not on aaron judge's shoulders it's you know we need more pitching we need some defense (laughs) like it's a whole bunch of issues um that you know i i'm still a little flustered that uh Brian Cashman is still the GM I just don't I don't get it but that's that's yeah. a different topic
0: yeah Sam and I talked about that last week when when all teams were signing players the Yankees announced them their extension them for Brian Cashman and Sam said it perfectly he said Yankees read the room we don't care that Brian Cashman is coming back no. right Brian Cashman has is, is been around for the legendary uh World Series that we won the Dynasty and so on and so forth but uh, some of the moves that has been made under Brian Cashman's tenure in the most recent years is sketchy at best. Um, it's not great. Um, so I'm really curious to see what he does moving forward. 20,
1: 20 years of, of great success, but not the ultimate success. And yeah. that's the, Yan- the Yankees are judged on ultimate success. Yep. Uh, and if this is the standard that we're kind of sticking with, then I I, I don't like it. Well,
0: I, I, the one thing I do like about this is that Hal Steinbrenner, which Sam and I called, Hal Steinbrenner stepped in and made sure he got on the phone with Aaron Judge on this one and said, yeah, we're going to get you at whatever we have to do. And I think he needs to embody some part of what his father used to do and be like, we have the money. Let's pay so we win, because that's it. Because I remember at one point in time, the Yankees were, everybody's song, well, the Yankees buy their World Series, and now I see the Dodgers spinning way more than the Yankees, and all these other teams spinning way more than the Yankees, but we don't talk about that, But whatever. I just sound like a sour-ass Yankee fan. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Xander Bogart did sign with the Padres uh, for 11 years, wild, for $280 million. Uh, they just... <laughs> Just it's just so crazy. Like he just wants to stay there forever. Cool. Got it. I mean, San Diego is amazing. So I haven't been and I've heard that. So I'm not against it. Yeah. But this is another star Red Sox player leaving the building. And I'm going to say this right now. Rafael Devers is going to leave next year, too. So don't be surprised. And that makes me as a Yankee fan, not bitter or sour. It makes me happy. Uh, But the Padres did improve again. And if Tatis comes back uh, with no boneheaded stuff this year, uh, they could really be a force because they're building something out there, the project Padres. And it's scary. I just hope that they can keep it together because I actually would root for them um and see what they they would do but guess we'll have to see um the mets <laughs> the mets <laughs> they uh let the best pitcher go when healthy and that's that part I'm I'm not really mad at them for it, and I'm talking about DeGrom uh but then they signed Justin Verlander for 2 years 86 million dollars now i've had a discussion with some mets fans about this and i i do believe that they're getting a hall of fame pitcher in Justin Verlander. Uh he just came off of winning another world series, but he's old. And uh he's getting up there. I don't know what Justin Verlander they're going to get especially when they're trying to build this young team. I don't know if this is the right move. Uh but I guess we we will see. I know they're trying to spend money and build something out there, but the Mets keep on messing. And um Not quite sure. I did see Harrison, which I want to share with you before I get your opinion on this. I did see Justin Verlander's wife, uh, Kate Hudson, Kate Upton, Kate Upton, excuse me. Uh, But I think she's Kate Verlander now, whatever. Uh, She said that she it was between the Mets and the Yankees. But after seeing uh, the Yankees fan boo Aaron Judge the way they did, uh, they chose the Mets. And I said, uh, Kate. We didn't need to hear that from you at all. That's number one. Uh, Number two, Kate, um, you probably were already going to the Mets because if you're really thinking about it, you probably really should have went to the Yankees because you would have made more money, but whatever. Uh, Your thoughts on this, Harrison?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen, like, the Mets fans spin on it. um, But, like, if you just look at it as, like, a straight-up trade, like, aside from the money, because as Yankee fans, like, we we obviously don't look at the money. Like, it's not... We'll pay what it takes to win um but the mets obviously don't um so if you just look at it as a straight up trade you know trading jacob degrom for justin verlander that's a loss um yeah. that's really that's yeah. really all it comes down to like that's just a loss like <laughs> it's just a great pitcher um old 39 like okay cool man like you flamed out in the play in the you know first round of the playoffs last year with Degrom with scherzer like yeah so now you're just going to run it back again and hope for better like i i with the braves in your division like <laughs> like okay so they can spin it all they want and say all right you know this you know we didn't want to give the grom all that money and it would have tied us up but it's like i mean you lost the best pitcher in baseball like sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's sorry. it's falls in line with met stuff that happens all the time and it's It's crazy because seeing them go to the World Series a few years ago, you thought they were building something. And then now they're spending a bunch of money and you thought they were building something. And we keep seeing them and we keep thinking that they're building something and they build nothing. They keep losing. And it's unfortunate because I do think that they have some great pieces there, uh, but I don't know what they need to do to get over the hump i I think they they finally have their head coach and what they need to do i just they always it's just some they always crumble they're they're the cowboys of the of baseball is they always crumble when they get and spend all this money and get these pieces they just don't take that next step i don't know if they they will be able to if they ever will be able to um let's go to the nba harrison yeah, I don't want to talk about the Mets anymore. Yeah, that's that's why I transitioned off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. all I'm thinking of is meet the Mets, <laughs> <greet> the Mets, <laughs> bring the kitties, bring the pets. Um uh, anyway, uh, Dame Lillard went off. Woo. Went absolutely off. Uh eight he did. threes and a half. Uh was, this was in the third quarter. Overall had 11 threes, which is a career high. And also in the what happened career high in the regular regular season. season. Yes. And, and this is a franchise record and this was against the T wolves. Uh, I just hope that Dame can win. I know a guy that Harrison knows that I absolutely love, and I've been talking about him for quite some, some time, which is the reason that they let CJ walk was Anthony Simmons. And, you know, my fandom for him and he's coming into his own absolutely balling out Uh, so I like what they have there. I don't know if it's enough, uh, but I also enjoy what Chauncey's doing. He's coaching his ass off as a recent. And, uh, with Dame leaning the helm, I, I, they're, they're, they can be a very, very scary team. I just don't know that West is, is so loaded. I don't know if
1: that's still enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care if they can win at all like this <laughs> team is so Fair. fun like they're yeah. so fun to watch um and just the growth of kind of Simons and uh Shadon Sharp and um all the guys they brought in like they're a fun fun team and it's definitely the first time Damian Lillard has like had athletic wings and yes and they've been able to get up and down and defend a little bit so um no, they're, they're fun to watch even without Lillard on the court. Lillard's been injured a good amount this season already, but he, obviously he's still um, Damian Lillard. And, you know, when it's all said and done, probably a top 20, top 15 guard in the game, like in, in the game's history. Um, I mean, to me, is he he's top four shooter of all time. Like, he's up there. Like, he really has to be. Like, his ability to shoot <laughs> yeah. off the bounce spot up like you know obviously steph is one no questions asked and then you got uh-huh. clay ray allen and reggie miller in there somewhere and then you know dame's uh, up there yeah he's up there i mean dame's up there so we're watching some historical performances um you know me i've been a lower fan since we were state um, oh i'm right there with you <laughs> so the fact the blazers got him, like i've had a you know a long a long love for the Blazers and Damon Stoudemire and Rashi like I love yes. this teams and yes. Brandon Roy. So it's like just added to the list of Blazers that I love. Um so this team is fun to watch and and we'll see how they do. But the West is super wide open, like they could, they could, you know. Well yeah, I'll tell you this. Pelicans, Pelicans number one right now, and the Suns. We're but, gonna get into the Pelicans uh, in a second. The
0: Suns, so well, that's a whole nother topic. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> if Dame doesn't win trophy in here he's gonna win one of my 2k because i always i went back to the the portland trailblazers again and uh let's just say my guy is a jamal crawford build and i'm gonna help him somehow some way we're gonna get to that championship ring uh anyway uh the nets my team yeah uh, they started off real real rough real 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 rough uh but it had been on a four game win streak uh, and have been uh, winning some games, piecing together and playing some really, really good basketball. Now that there's really no talk about them and they're not in the news as much, uh, do you think that they can contend with both the Celtics and the Bucks?
1: No, <laughs> and why? <laughs> Their front line, they're too. They don't have a front line. Okay. That's, they can they can score with the best of them. Uh, KD is still phenomenal. Uh, Kyrie still really good. Um, but that's 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 where it ends. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying the Ben Simmons resurgence. I've never really hopped off. Like, I I think he was super talented that that year, right up there with defensive player of the year honors. Like, he's an amazing defender, and he's starting to get his legs under him and and play Mm -hmm. some a little bit of a good offense. And his vision was always great, even at LSU. Um, so I, I like Ben Simmons. Um, I, he's just not a difference maker in a series against the Bucs or the Celtics. Um, I picked the Nets over many other teams. Um, probably not the Cavs, the Bucs, or the Celtics, but I think they're right in that tier with the Sixers. Um, they're they're right where they should be, um four or five um right now. Um, but I don't see them contending with those top teams. So I
0: I do. And I'm putting my fandom to the side here. And this is the reason why. It's one of the reasons is because of Ben Simmons, as you just said. If, and it's this is this is falling on if Ben can get back to what you just mentioned, is that defensive player that we know that can lock down. That year he was in the he was in the running for MVP, which is surprising. He wasn't gonna win it. He wasn't going to win it, but he should've wasn't running, team running team. for that, right? He definitely should have. Um, But the fact that he is getting his legs under him, I think he's a huge factor. But I think the piece that – I'll talk about KD real quick. KD is actually putting up better numbers than he did in Golden State and also when he was with uh yeah. the Thunder. So KD is balling out of his mind right now. But it also helps – When you have these two guys that can shoot the absolute lights out and that's Seth Curry and Joe Harris being able to space the floor like that with also a shifty guy like Kyrie. I think that changes. They've been playing better defense, but they're going to need to play way better defense to even contend with the Celtics or the Buffs. And I think that's, that's where it goes back to me is always the defense is you guys can score. But the thing is, if the other team can score, but also play defense, what are you going to do then? Right. And that's what the Celtics and Bucks have. Um, that's the only part that scares me. I think they have a chance, but those are my only factors as to why I think they can easily play themselves out of having a chance. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You commit. You committed, but didn't.
1: I, I yeah. I, I mean, I'm there. I'm I'm not leaving. I'm riding this <laughs> to the wheels fall off. But you said you set your fandom aside, and then you then you. Kind of went back to fandom because you think uh, they it's can. not uh,
0: it's not fandom. I I still think they can easily lose everything because they that's don't have saying, defense. on paper,
1: it's not there, like defense is not there. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's not. <laughs> it's gotten better since Nash left, but uh yeah, it's better. It's,
1: it's just it's, they just don't have the bodies. That's stop, that's a big stop, thing. To stop yeah. Giannis, to stop uh Tate. Like it just yeah. Uh, Celtics, yeah. Celtics they could be. I just the Bucks I just don't I see Giannis being a matchup nightmare. He's nightmare. a matchup nightmare for everybody in goddamn league. Yeah, so, you're right. yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, you're
0: right. Every night, anybody <laughs> that plays against him, he's a matchup nightmare. You can't right. do anything. So he, he improved his just, game to the point of being able to, play play able to shoot. Either. Yes, easily. That's he beat, he can shoot now. So you got to play him on, on out there in the perimeter. If you come up and he can, he's so long and lanky, he can get past you and so strong that he takes two steps and he's at the rim already. There, there's really no way to defend him. So. Yeah, he's a he's a monster in himself. Um
1: he deserves more respect.
0: He does. He actually really, really does. I don't really? it's yeah. it's that it's that fatigue that I'm talking about, Harrison. And state they, they, they don't want to talk about okay. it, but he deserves it. He deserves MVP damn near every year since he's won MVP. But um speaking of MVP, the trophy name has now changed. And
1: uh
0: Harrison, did you know
1: it? I completely missed this.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> The MVP trophy is now the Michael Jordan MVP trophy. Uh, this is not the only trophy that has changed names. Defensive player of the year trophy is now the Hakeem Olajuwon trophy. Okay. Rookie of the year is the Wilt Chamberlain trophy. Okay. Sixth man of the year is John How uh, uh, Hav- I always mess up his last name. Have a check. Thank you. Trophy. Um, then you have the most improved is George Mankin. Mikan trophy and clutch player of the year is the Jerry West trophy um which probably leads me to believe that they're still not going to change the logo from Jerry West but whatever uh these are the trophy names that have been
1: changed uh your thoughts on this trophy change <laughs> um well since you know about an hour ago i didn't know that they did this um, <laughs> i i don't really have any i mean sure <laughs> the names that they've picked seem to have lined up well <laughs> yeah trophies that they're giving out so i yep. really don't have any any qualms uh second time using qualms today but i, like I, it. Have, I, like I don't have it. any problems with this sure. I like it. what yeah, happens let's... what about the next person that gets more mvp trophies than mj do they change it again well i mean i don't know if they change it for a while but i'm sure
0: they'll <laughs> probably change it eventually probably let's to say in like the next
1: Ten to fifteen years, it'd probably be LeBron. LeBron would probably have one of these trophies. MJ won at five, and Bill Russell won at five. Like, why isn't it the Bill Russell Trophy? Oh, they, they named the the NBA Finals one. Is that he's a Bill
0: Russells? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, right. all right, that's fair. We got to throw mm-hmm. MJ a ball. He didn't get enough. You know, he doesn't get enough love. No, not enough at all. We're, here, no he one goes. talks about MJ. Here he goes.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know what? We need to talk about is the Zion dunk and what happened in these two games which, which against one? the Spurs. <laughs> uh, You know, <laughs> the one that made the uh, benches clear after, you know, he's he uh, decided to, uh, you know, 360 around, cock it back, dunk it, yeah. you know, type thing uh, after they blew out the Suns. And then they played the Suns, uh, what, a day or two later? And then they beat the brakes off the Suns. If you, you would have thought the Suns would have came back. <laughs> uh, with some vengeance vengeance uh, and, and uh, absolutely dismantled them, but they did not um, because the Pelicans are that good, which is probably why Harrison just said a second ago, doesn't really believe in the sons. Uh, yes. Devin Booker was not there in the second game, uh, but still I don't think that would have made any difference because um, the Pelicans are real. And we, I, I know I said it last year is that they were missing Zion. And that could have helped them propel them even further in the playoffs. So, What are your thoughts on that dunk (laughs) as growing up and playing basketball? Uh, (laughs) you could be completely real about it. And then, what do you think? Where do you think that the Pelicans land compared to the Suns
1: when the season's over? Um, the dunk, play to the whistle, stop being a baby. Chris, Mm -hmm. stop it. You're Mm -hmm. way too good of a player to be acting like a baby. Uh, Zion loved it, just play to the whistle, man. Like, that's his mo, he is high motor. It's gonna go hard um his interview afterwards is awesome like he said you know he, he he was in that locker room with his teammates last year when he couldn't play and they lost to the Suns in the playoffs and you know the dudes in there are crying and like no like you make a statement uh-huh. and that's what you're here to do and obviously the Suns are were the top dog for that moment and they knocked them right off so make a statement you know let them know it's not the same old Pelicans slash hornet slash whatever name you are at the moment <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you know living down there it's not a basketball city it's all football so make you know it's it's time for them to step up and and they have the team to do it and mm-hmm. they're doing this without Brandon Ingram who is filthy yeah. like like so they um you know if they stay healthy this roster on paper was one that we all said is a great one like so all that took was health and Zion looks super healthy Brent Ingram got to get back to health. CJ mm-hmm. McCall stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Jose Alvarado, the pieces around them, like they have a really, really good team. Um, and there's really no reason why they shouldn't be, you know, amongst the top teams in the West come playoff time. Uh Lakers.
0: <laughs> do you still
1: <laughs> do, do
0: you uh, this is my like my like talk to them? Um <laughs> you didn't want to part ways with Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> but you wanted to part ways with
1: Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Um, mm, how's that working out, Julius Randle? Brandon Ingram? Like they've yeah. they've, made, they've made some poor decisions. Yeah. Well, that's why the Lakers are the Lakers. Um, well, all right. Let's let's rewind though, because the Brandon Ingram trade did get him a D. I mean, it did. It did, so, and they won a I mean, ring, the ring. off The of ultimate that. goal is to win a ring, and they got that. It's true. I I wouldn't categorize that as a bad decision. Some of the other ones I would. But that one, you got a ring. That's really all you play for. It's the reason you do it. That's fair.
0: (laughs) I still would have kept Ingram in the long run. But, you know, if you get a ring, your goal at the end of the day is to get a ring. And that's all that really matters. So I like Ingram, but he's not Anthony Davis. No. Nobody's Anthony Davis, and but Anthony Davis is also Mr. Glass. But we're not going <laughs> to. I told myself you, I wasn't going to talk see, about
1: it. You see what he does when he's oh on, yeah he
0: when he's when he's a, when he's healthy he is a force. You're not stopping him. Is
1: plain playing period.
0: Um, unfortunately, this young man has been stopped, and he is a really really great young player. Uh Cade Cunningham uh, from the Detroit Pistons out for the season, having surgery on his shin. Uh I, I will be completely truthful. It's not like the Pistons were really going anywhere uh, with the squad that they had, but that still doesn't mean that I didn't want to see Kate out there balling. Uh, He's a really good young player. I just remember in his rookie year uh, cooking KD at some point in times in that Nets Pistons game, and I watched it a couple times that year. Uh, But he can ball, like really, really ball. Uh,
1: I enjoy his game, so I I wish him a speedy, speedy recovery. He's nice, but uh, the tank is on. It's time for Victor Wembinama. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, the, that's the young boy from France, right? Oh, yeah. They're mm-hmm. seven and twenty-two, they're last place in the East. Uh, shut it down. Yep. Anyone that's scoring buckets, shut them down. Yep. <laughs> Just get it's them. To lose yep. Yep. <laughs> every every game you possibly can to get Victor Wembanyama. Sure. And if they somehow do and can pair them up, um, you know. That that I mean that's how MJ won all his rings. I mean he was he broke his leg, and next year what do they have? Scottie Pippen. Well, that mean that helped. You know, I'll thanks, just say thanks. this:
0: I would shut down the announcer that shouts out Detroit basketball because I don't want anybody on <laughs> my team getting any type of energy because uh, we're tanking. We're tanking for yeah. the win. The, the,
1: the way up, the way up is down for them. So mm-hmm. you know it, it's it sucks to see him not be able to play, but obviously they weren't winning many games with him right now. Um, they're super young, but if you can somehow wind up with that first round draft pick, and you can draft this generational talent out of France who's seven six and dribbles like KD and shoots like, uh, uh it's unbelievable. So uh, it's he's next up, easy.
0: Yeah, that's that's still wild. Just just seeing how tall. Yeah, I can't wait to see him play. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um. So I was listening to a podcast yesterday while I was cooking it was a uh, taylor Wilkes podcast shout out to taylor um and she had jj reddick on it. it was pretty dope uh he, he literally was talking about how he he calls coach k coach like he's the only coach that he doesn't even address by first name um he always calls him coach and how his relationship and how in his sophomore year uh coach k pretty much sat him down and it changed his whole life because he was out here doing stupid stuff uh and then he said it's, it's propelled them to who he is but He mentioned something in there that I thought was pretty intriguing, and he said he got a call from Brad Stevens, uh, the GM of the Celtics, and he offered him a coaching job. Now, Harrison looked this up to clarify and make sure for me, uh, but when I heard coaching job, I was like, wait, hold up. What? Hold up. He's getting a coaching job. He would have been on the staff. Uh, of the Celtics, not the head coach or the assistant coach, uh, he just would have been the on the staff and would have got a some coaching experience that way. But he's JJ has openly admitted uh, he said it on uh, uh, what you call it, first take this morning on Tuesday morning and said it in this that he definitely wants to coach, can see himself coaching, and that's something he want to do. At the time, he declined uh, because of where they were at and his family wise, but he definitely wants to get to the point of doing that. And he said it's not to be just a coach. He said he wants to give back to the game what he got from it and wants to be able to teach. He mm-hmm. said, yes, of course it's about winning and stuff like that, too. He's like, but I want to be able to, to teach and give the things that I got from other coaches that helped me become the person uh, that I wanted to be. So I can honestly say post Duke, I enjoy J.J. Reddick a whole lot. A whole lot. Uh, Duke J.J. Reddick could not stand at all. Uh, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> uh, but host do JJ Redick I enjoy him very very much so and I absolutely love uh, I listen to the podcast every once in a while it's old, a great free free. project yeah it's yeah. No,
1: no free no free ads but it's true true no, like I would I would actually if JJ took a coaching job I'd miss media JJ because he's been had yes. a podcast for since he was on the clippers so I've listened to JJ Reddick's podcast for years uh-huh. and he he tells that the one with Chris Paul is also is really good. If if you get a chance, to check that one out. It's a couple yeah. years old, but he tells the whole Coach K story and 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 the coaching tree and all that. Um, so he's he's media wise, he's super savvy. Um, he knows what he's doing. Um, he gets great interviews. So I would miss that side of him if he went into coaching. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I'm a huge JJ Redick fan. Yeah, he's
0: uh he, what he's turned into and 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 elevated to. Like I really really liked his game. I really like that he's. He don't take no shit from anybody. That's what I. That's what I really like about him. Like he's, he's shown that. Hey, listen, you come at me, you better be prepared. And I love that in anybody. So, uh, shout outs to him. Uh hope to see what he does next. Um, this next one made me feel super old, and I'm sure <laughs> so
1: old. it made Goodness. you
0: feel super old too, because I know oh. we both watched this game when it happened. Uh, but on Monday, Bronny and Bryce squared off against. Cayenne Anthony uh and this is their AAUs it was Christ the King and uh why can't I think of yeah, Sierra Cannon thank you uh so wild to see the Jameses against the Anthony and just going back to LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony playing each other in the AAU days man i immediately saw that i was like yo i feel like the oldest (laughs) damn thing in the world right now i didn't get to watch it i heard the game wasn't it was kind of lackluster high high,
1: high school games are not great yeah yeah it's It's a high school game high school game yeah Uh, no it's it's uh it makes you feel very old so you know i saw cayenne like so we were in london a couple weeks ago so Mm -hmm. um before our games were high school games. So Christ the King was over there. So oh, they're actually they're actually staying in our hotel. So I saw Carmelo, Lala, um just kind of, you know, within ten feet of them. So wow. Um he's a he's a kid. Like he looks like a child. And he is. So he it's, is. Just, <laughs> it's super crazy to see them kind of on this stage. Um, knowing that like my daughter is like seven years removed from being like that. Like it's kind of it's just crazy if you look at it like that. Um, but to see like LeBron and Carmelo at that at, at their age, like with sons playing at, at a national level, and then um to kind of just see him up close and um watch him play just mm-hmm. just casual, like just sitting there watching them um in a high school game, it's crazy and it makes you feel very, very, very old. Anytime I watch these high school games, oh like, yeah, it's just like yeah. kids look like children.
0: They do. I mean, they are <laughs> children. They, they are, are. Uh, but, you know, I just thought about this when you were saying that. I wonder if if they, like, had tickets for those games, like actual printed tickets, and if somebody got, like, their tickets signed by Melo and LeBron and, like, how much that ticket would be worth nowadays. <laughs> just knowing, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, that was before they were both in the NBA. We knew they both were going to be in the NBA, but how much that ticket would be, be worth. Uh, JJ also mentioned... By the way, this morning of how he won uh, the McDonald's All-American or he won the the MVP of the McDonald's game over Melo, and Mello's still upset about him winning it, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, the last thing we'll talk about today, which I just found out because shout out to Dame. Um, he just told me that uh, the World Cup final is on Sunday and both him and I are idiots because we're going <laughs> to see a movie instead uh, cuz we well, did that job. way we did that way in advance i don't know i wish the i games could at 9am though yeah and we're going to see the movie at like 10 or 11 or something like that oh, so, so oh, yeah well we screwed up and i can openly say that but anyway we'll um, change
1: your tickets uh well i'll see if he can i'm going to we'll talk about that <laughs> um but Rocco's not beating france but change your tickets anyway uh well yeah you're right
0: <laughs> but I, I mean, well, no, the, I think the next game is tomorrow, isn't it?
1: Yeah. The finals Morocco. is on Sunday. Yeah. Morocco. But, so today, today, Argentina beat Croatia. Yeah. Um, so Argentina and Messi are on to the finals. And then tomorrow it'll be France and Morocco. And the winner of that will play Argentina. But uh Morocco's fun, but I don't think they beat France. Well, shout out to Morocco
0: because they are the first African team to make it to the semifinals in the world cup but i don't think they're going to be france i really don't think anybody's going to be france because france is just it's got too much sauce they just i just i just don't i don't know who beats them mbappe is is different um uh gerard is is different it's just they got some some strikers over there that is wild uh but that matchup if if they if france can win and beat morocco that matchup of seeing Messi in his last World Cup, having a chance to win, going against the the likes of Mbappe in, in France is going to be
1: yeah. wild. So, Yeah, yeah Messi and Mbappe are, are teammates. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah. We'll so a lot of things in play. I mean, obviously, I hope tomorrow's game is better than today's day's was kind <laughs> of a dud. But the, the round before this was just was incredible. Wild. So, we were spoiled before that. Um, semifinals might turn out to be kind of a wash, but um, hopefully, I hope it's Argentina and France. I think that'd I be, do too be awesome to see. I, I like the Morocco story, but I want to see Argentina France ton on Sunday morning. So Saturday, mo- you. Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Sunday either, morning. Either morning, way, morning. I'm watching it. Yeah. So I'm not going to be at the movies. Wow. Well, you know, I can just record it and just watch
0: <laughs> it on my own and just turn my phone off and do not disturb and just not watch it and just watch it on my own. That's what I'm going to do. If you try to text me and ruin it, I'm driving my car right through your house. Oh, uh, the- oh, morning. yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, this has been another episode of chasing points podcast episode 80. Again. Thank you, Harrison uh for coming on short such short notice uh sam wish you a speedy recovery get your voice back um or don't get your voice back that's cool you're i'm probably better off without you love you sam um this
1: <laughs> <a soft> <laughs> <voice> is gone <laughs> what a soft injury <laughs> just <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was like i lost my voice i said huh what I buried this to the end kyler's <laughs> going out with acl debo's high ankle sprain Sam, uh, lost voice. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, I can't wait till he hears it. He's definitely <laughs> gonna text me, and I'm looking so forward
0: to it. Come on. Uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, again, this has been another episode of Chasing Points Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on all streaming platforms. Uh, check out our Instagram page, check out our YouTube page, check out our Website. Check us out on K104's website. We're all over the place. Uh, just check us out when you can. Share us with your family. Sh- share some critiques. Uh, we want to keep growing this a podcast so we can keep giving you more content. Until next week. Peace.